without regard for my personal comfort or self-advancement, to the best of my ability and to the limitations of my physical and psychological endurance, I solemnly pledge to make every effort to return to safety those victims of disaster entrusted to my care by the assignment of the mission to which I have consented. These things we shall do that others may live. Um, so, as an introduction, uh, it's Rob Coates. I'm uh, retired now, search and rescue technician from Course 37. And um, we're going to be talking about Janik Gilbert here a little bit. Um, on the eve of his uh, 10 year anniversary of his death, October 27th, 2011. So, um, how did I meet Janek? Well, we were on the same course together, so uh, uh, I, I didn't know him prior to our SARTEC course in 2003. So, um, yeah, I got to know him on the course really well. There was 13 of us, and he and I gelled uh, really well right from the start. And we got along, we got along awesome. And uh, he became a great friend over the years, in part uh, because, well, we just, we ended up working together quite a bit over the years. We did, uh, we, we were both posted to 442 Squadron initially right off a of course. And I spent five years there. Janik left a bit before that. He was moving on to, to Bagotville. And uh, I think it was after his fourth year in Comox. And anyways, we worked together for all those years in Comox. And and then again in Trenton, we worked together for a little while before his, his fateful mission. Um, and not just that, not just the working side of it, but his family and my family um, got along awesome. And we spent a lot of time together, whether it was, you know, at dinner at each other's houses or barbecues or whatever the case may be his kids were young my kids were young and uh and we all got along awesome so we did we did spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. so let's kind of talk about what happened 10 years ago let's do that um obviously we won't get into a ton of detail here but just you know as an overview uh, because I know the mission has been well documented in in the article and the new pararescue history book um, from different accounts, from uh, Marco Journeyman's uh, account, from Max uh, Max Lehay Lemay, or maybe I've got it backwards, uh, Max's account of things. But there's lots of information in there. Essentially, um, there's a couple of hunters, walrus hunters, in trouble up north and uh and they were they got in trouble out um with stormy weather uh, in the Aglulik bay area in nunavut and um janik and max and marco were the guys on the herc that day and they headed out from 424 in trenton headed up north uh to prosecute this mission um they ended up dropping some life rafts, some SRKs to the water. And, uh, I mean, the weather was just horrible. It was, it was cold. The, the sea was angry and the, uh, the winds were extremely high. The water was, um, it was partially frozen. It was essentially ice chunks and slushy 
sea conditions with lots of wind and high sea state and that sort of thing. So, I mean, the conditions were, were not ideal. Um, and, uh, and the light was, was, it was starting to get dark as well. So they were kind of running against the clock in terms of fuel in the herc and in terms of light, as well as the patients deteriorating uh, on the water due to hypothermia. Um, they parachuted into the ocean, uh, which was a really challenging jump from all accounts, as far as uh, we know. And, um, you know, in the high winds and that, trying to get yourself to a life raft, to an SRK that's uh, being blown around in that sort of sea state was, was difficult. Um, yeah, Janik didn't make it to the life raft. He... According to uh, you know the flight safety and the board of inquiry and that sort of thing, he succumbed to his injuries uh, in terms of the hypothermia. Um, Max actually swam to the life raft. He was able to get himself in there and um, treat these these two individuals, these two Inuit uh, hunters, and keep them alive and save their lives. Um, and Marco was not able to get to the life raft and ended up kind of fighting for his own life and his own personal life raft mm. that night. Um, and being, being ended up being recovered, uh, by the cormorant that came out of Gander, Newfoundland. So the crew there ended up coming and recovering, you know, Max and the, and the Inuit, um, Marco, and then eventually Janek, uh, when they found him and, um, uh, I was, I was on, um, slash that night. So I was on a, I was on the night crew for that night. And we, and as it turned out, you know, this kind of hits close to home because, um, well, not only could you have been the person on standby that day in, in Janik's shoes, making the hard decisions and trying to decide how you're going to do this in, um, in really difficult, uh, conditions. But uh, my wife, Tanya, was working at uh, JRCC in Trenton at the time. So she was working with the crews and, and you know, trying to make this mission happen, mm. giving them all the support they could. So, yeah, she came home from work and told me what was going on up north. And I was essentially called out right away to go up as the, as the night crew to try and... Uh, and try and do something, you know, to be there, to be able to help uh, Janik and, and Marco and Max in the water and to be able to help them with the recovery of the patients in one way or the other. We, we knew the helicopter was coming, the cormorant was coming. But so I ended up in a herc that night heading north um, into the black uh, abyss that was the, the frozen Arctic that night and just, you know, trying to figure out what I was going to do when I got there. But uh, in the end, we got turned around because the cormorant had recovered everyone. Okay. And we got turned around to Trenton. So, um, yeah. And, you know, everything else, we, we eventually found out that uh, Janik didn't make it. And it just went from there. So uh, the mission had a lot of different moving parts. There was lots of different agencies involved. And, um, you know, as difficult of a SAR mission as any of us, could ever imagine or, um, you know, even try to wrap your head around how you would even make that work from a fixed wing platform. 
in those difficult conditions. So, yeah, it was not an easy, easy decisions. He, he didn't, you know, those weren't easy decisions he had to make that night right. or that afternoon. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the overview of it. And like I say, there's all kinds of details in the, in the history book and, uh, and lots of people that were there on the ground, you know, in the ocean, um, Max, I believe Max and Marco will be here tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I mean, those guys are right there in it with him. Right. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think some of the most important details would be that, uh, we save these people, you know, which is, uh, which is, which is the job, you know, uh, that others may live. And, right. uh, I mean, we, we put a lot of, it says, uh, you know, there was four Hercs, a Cormorant and a sea uh, coast guard icebreaker that, that, uh, got dispatched to this, uh, rescue mission. So it wasn't, uh, just, you know, for, for the, the non SAR people to listen to the story and understand like this, this wasn't just some, you know, small, uh, small undertaking to save these people. This was a, this was a big deal. And, uh, they no yeah. doubt, um, the three Sartex that, that parachuted and uh, played a played the role in uh, saving these people's lives. And um, the outcome isn't obviously yep. what you want, but we did save the people, you know, rescue. You're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, without the, without the actions of those, those three Sartex that night and those hard decisions that were made, you're right. Those, those two Inuit hunters would not have survived. So we, they went in there, they did the best they could. They saved a couple of lives. And uh, unfortunately we lost a good man in the mm-hmm. process. And uh, some people might be aware and some not, but uh, th- we have a piece of equipment called the Cobra. It's uh, named after him. And it was a piece of gear that kind of uh, came about after um came about after the the mission and it's improved SAR uh and our in our safety and those sorts of things uh but it's named after him so I was kind of curious where Cobra came from that's obviously his nickname or yeah um it's funny I was I was at Jarvis Lake recently and just kind of reminiscing uh looking around the camp and you know kind of looking at some of the para cabins and stuff and there's some some, uh, lots of different things written on the side of those, on the insides of those paracabins, as you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a few places where, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily say his name, but it says Cobra Commander. Right. And like you say, yeah, it was uh, a nickname. And we, we definitely, he called himself Cobra Commander from time to time. And we called him that as well. And it was a bit of a, yeah, it was just a funny thing. To be honest with you, I don't know the origin of where it came from i'm willing to bet that uh some of our other course mates maybe frank ducheneau or eric subray may, may know but um i couldn't tell you exactly where the name came from but yeah it was just kind of a funny thing and uh and like you say now we have a piece of equipment in the trade that's enhanced uh the guy's safety going out into the water uh parachuting into into the water and yeah, you're right. It bears the same name. Of course, it means something different as far as the acronym goes, but um, it came it came about as of uh, because of the events of that night and that mission. Right. Uh, yeah, I think the the Jarvis Lake, the one that I saw anyway, was 
Cobra Commander signing out or signing off or something like that. I'm assuming at the end of all the, oh, yeah. the courses. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's definitely written in a few places. I know in Cindy's kitchen and in, uh, in the staff building there in Jarvis Lake, there's a little whiteboard there that used to have different things written on it, little notes or whatever. And um, yeah, it's got Cobra Commander written on there and uh, it's never been erased since and uh yeah right. you won't let you go near that nobody's allowed to touch that it just stays there and yeah That's it's a nice, r- nice oh. little reminder i so yeah. i was recently in jarvis i thought someone wrote that up on the board like maybe his course mates were there or something they wrote so he has he wrote that and it's been up ever since kind of thing we we think so i mean okay i don't think anyone can put their finger on it maybe one of my course mates can correct me there but um, we believe that he put it up there and, uh, yeah, so now nobody's <laughs> touched the whiteboard. Don't rub up against it. Yeah. No kidding. The way it is kind of. Yeah. Thing. I did notice yeah. that uh, last time. What a, it's such a unique place, Jarvis. And I always look around, of course, we're all too aware of, of the people we've lost over the years. And, uh, it's kind of, um, you know, it's a, it's a catch 22, you know, like I get a bit emotional myself, like, uh, but I look at the, cause you know, the the people have written up on these, these Sartex over the years have written things and it's kind of an, a unique opportunity to, mm-hmm. to go back in time, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's great reminders and uh, it's, a, it's a nice way for us to honor them, uh, honor their memory and the sacrifices that they've made. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Did you, um, do you guys ever had the opportunity to fly together? We did. In the beginning, uh, there was five of us that went to 442 off of our course, and we were kind of bundled into groups of two, um, for the most part, to fly on on the Buffalo and the Cormorant at the time Mm -hmm. to get our OJTs done. So, yeah, I got got put in a group with Janik, and he and I did our Buffalo stuff together. We did our, our Cormorant stuff together. So we ended up flying together quite a bit, which was awesome. Yeah. And then um, years later, uh, you know, we're just we're doing missions together as as uh, team leaders in some cases. And then, of course, uh, working together in Trenton, uh, he was doing training at the time, and I was in uh, I was in scheduling. So, yeah, lots of time spent uh, working together on exercises together different things and lots of great memories yeah no kidding uh are there is there any sort of interesting uh mission story that you have that comes to mind or um we did we did a few together i do remember uh, a mission in squamish the squamish area where we did a um a hoist for uh, a person that had fallen they were mountaineering and they had fallen off a cliff and and uh, we tried to get in there at night, but the rotors were too close to the rock face. Um, so the pilots weren't comfortable with it for the hoist at night. And um, this person was laying on a bit of a plateau underneath a bit of a waterfall. Um, and I believe it was Sierratus Mountain in the Squamish area. And uh, anyways, we ended up waiting it out and going back at first light. And and we were working with a couple. We were still new Sartex. We weren't even qualified. From what I remember, there was two other trained Sartex with us, right. and we hoisted in there, and uh, yeah, we did we did that one together. That was a memorable mission. There's some great photos from that 
uh, North Shore Rescue was involved in that one as well, helping us out. And uh, there's some great photos. I'm sure you've seen them. It's at Sifsar. There's a picture of a cormorant and a hover in the mountains with the mist from the waterfall. And uh, that was a good, that was a neat mission for us as new new Sartex to kind of cut our teeth on. Yeah, that it. I think Comox has some of the most beautiful missions just just because of the surrounding area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and I'm assuming you guys had pretty similar. Well, I think most Sartex have similar uh, hobbies and and extracurricular activities. Uh, do you guys climb together and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was mostly work uh, work related stuff. But I do remember doing trips uh with him work trips climbing trips we were in uh shenda creek hostel this one time um on a winter exercise ice climbing and yeah, most of it i i i just remember doing that as a work trip with him um we were up uh on mount waddington together on the coastal range doing some training together um with the pjs and uh yeah so there's lots of opportunities through work to do that and so when you kind of um, think about Janik or uh, he kind of comes up, what's sort of the overwhelming theme that has to do with uh, this man? Well, uh, I just think overall, he was just a good human being. You know, he was a, he was a good, he was, he was a good husband to his wife, Melissa. Hmm. Um, he was a good father to his children, to Emmerich and Lorianne. Um, you know, a, a good son. Uh, he was a good Sartek. He was a good friend. You know, I, I just can't say enough about the guy. He was very, he was, he was easygoing. He was funny, easy to talk to, um, you know, great to work with. And the one thing that always struck me that I thought was kind of funny was it was great. You know, it was, he's always making me laugh, but he's a little bit younger than me. And you know, had been married a little bit longer, had his family a little bit, uh, started his family a bit a few years before I had. But, hmm. you know, whenever I had uh, something going on in my life, whether it was at work or at home or whatever, he would always sort me out in a serious <laughs> tone and, and counsel me on what I was doing wrong and how I should be doing it better. And, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then he'd sort of laugh about it and, and joke about it. But no, he was like, uh, I don't know. He was a great friend. He kind of felt like a big brother and he was always sorting me out, telling me what I was doing wrong and how to fix it. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that is, that is great. Yeah. I think I was looking at a picture yesterday and his kids in the picture, which I'm assuming are now 10 years older, uh, looked about the age of your, looked about the age of your current kids (laughs) almost anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, IT is not my strong suit for anyone that knows me. And, and Janik was really savvy. Okay. You know, I had to make presentations and teach classes and different things over the years. And I was always getting to help me with different things, PowerPoint presentations and stuff. So I had this one particular presentation to give. And I said, hey, Janik, you know, I got this thing coming up. Can you can you just show me again how to... <laughs> <laughs> I put this PowerPoint presentation together and, you know, he just gives me this look and gives me a stern talking to like, I just showed you how to do that. How come you still don't know how to do it? <laughs> and then he laid it out for me. He says, okay, listen, tomorrow night, you'll be at my house at this time. You're going to bring this bottle of red wine for me. <laughs> We're going to sit down. I'm going to show you how to do it. And this is the last time you got it. 
you know, and then he'd giggle about it afterwards. But, you know, super helpful, but there was boundaries. You're bringing a bottle of red wine, and that's what we're going to do while we're figuring this thing out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for, for the 10th year, I know um, pretty much every year, uh, around these times, there's, there's a couple key dates throughout the year, um, that we, right. we do special things for each of the, each of the Sartex, uh, more or less. I think it's the kind of recent generation or at least generation and a half that we do. So, but this year is 10 years, uh, since the date and, uh, right. you got, you guys have some stuff going on in Quebec. So if you can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah, I flew it to Quebec yesterday. And so I'm in Quebec City right now, um, just staying in, a, in an Airbnb downtown here. And uh, yeah, tomorrow's the 10-year anniversary, and there are some events planned for tomorrow to, um, as a memorial, as a celebration, um, yeah, just to get together and recognize the sacrifice that he made and the effect that he's had on so many people. Um, Bruno Robitaille, from what I understand at 424 Squadron has had a big part in organizing the events, uh, from what I've been told and mm -hmm. 424 Squadron. So, um, there's a handful of my course mates that are in town or getting to town tonight kind of thing. Um, so it will be great to be around a lot of those guys. Some of them couldn't make it for, you know, various reasons, uh, mm -hmm. other commitments. But um, there are going to be a good handful of the Course 37 guys here in Quebec, so that'll be great. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's a there's a Herc laid on for tomorrow at a Trenton. It's going to see, um, I believe it's 10 jumpers. I, I think the original number was, I heard, 27. They were going to fill the Herc up, and there was plenty of people that wanted to be a part of this. But uh, for one reason or another, uh, I think there's about 10 jumpers jumping into a DZ um, on the Plains of Abraham near the Citadel um, along the river here. And then uh, there's some buses laid on to move people over to the graves, the graveyard where Janik is buried. Um, and we'll have a bit of a, a service there. And then also followed by a lunch, a lunch, a late lunch tomorrow afternoon. And then I think the Herc is going to take everyone back to Trenton. Uh, right after that, I think, uh, well, there'll be a bunch of people that'll stick around. So, right. uh, I think it'll be, yeah, I mean, it'll be a bunch of us getting together tomorrow evening kind of thing. I think it'll be great. Wow. That sounds, yeah, that sounds really, uh, really nice. Uh, it's a nice area there too. And having the guys uh, mm -hmm. jump, jump in and support like that'll look, uh, that'll look really good. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a photo or two and it's nice to see, I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing your course mates and everyone gets spread out across the country. Right. And sometimes you don't see them for long right. periods of time. So. That's right. And a lot of us are, you know, like I mentioned, I just, I've just recently released from the forces myself, but a few of us are still serving. Um, and there's a good number of us that have moved on to other things. So just to get everyone back together again, um, you know, it was a significant event that affected a lot of us mm -hmm. profoundly um and has continued to do that so it'll just be nice to be around everyone again and and be around janik's family his mm -hmm. mother will be around and you know uh, melissa and the kids and just see 
see everyone. His brothers should be there as well. So it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, again, it's that double edge, uh, where it's awesome to have everyone together. And obviously like the, the reason why might not be the best, but at least, uh, you know, that's what I think I look back. That's probably almost guaranteed what Janik would want. You know, he'd want everyone together and seeing each so. other. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I think so. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And like you said, year after year, uh, come the end of October, you know, Sartex do different things to honor, uh, and, and remember, and, and it's no different for any of the other fallen that, uh, we've had, um, that we've lost over the years. So, you know, there's been jump, uh, a jump here and there, and, uh, there's been different things. Um, I remember teaching a mountain rescue refresher program years ago where, um, it happened to fall on the 27th of October. And right after we were done, we got together right at Comox Lake. We had a fire and, uh, we had some food, we had some drink and, and we remembered. So I think people are just doing it in their own, own ways, mm-hmm. uh, wherever they may be. And it's no different for any of the other Sartex that we've lost. Absolutely. That's right. Well, uh, we're also trying to do that uh, support here as we were talking before on the podcast uh, f- for each of the dates throughout the year. Uh, we're going to get a collection of of all of episodes just to remember every year. And it's just a kind of another way to preserve a bit of that history and and uh, and sort of thing. So I, I, I appreciate uh, I know how difficult it can be to talk about it and uh, and awkward sometimes. Maybe there's people that don't want to and that sort of thing. And uh, so I really appreciate uh, you sharing some information and kind of uh, helping us here uh, spread the spread the love as well, you know. Uh, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there's, yeah. You're welcome, Dylan. I think it's a great idea. If uh, do you have anything else that you want to kind of uh, say or um, maybe I'll just say that you know, kind of in closing, that um, not unlike Janik with any of the our fallen brothers in the, in the occupation. We, uh, we as a SART community and as a family, uh, I think it's more, feels like more of a family than a SART community to me. You know, we'll, we'll never forget the sacrifices that these uh, people have made, the ultimate sacrifice. And, and, and we'll continue to honor the, uh, in this case, Janik's legacy mm-hmm. um, forever for years to come. And uh, I think it's super important. Like you said, it's not easy uh, sometimes, but it's super important. So um, I just think it's great that, uh, and I'm sure when we get together and, you know, we're going to see people from all over the country that have made the pilgrimage to Quebec city here. And it just goes to show how much of a, a profound effect he's had on people around him and, you know, he's just a good human being and, and people want to be there to support each other. And that's just what we do. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good that you guys are going to put this on the podcast and and do it for the other, our other fallen as well. That's a great idea. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I never knew Janik personally, but uh, that doesn't really matter, you know, especially like you said, in the family. Yeah. And I hear all kinds of things uh, from people and I, I hear who, uh, the, the Sartex are over time. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it, we have to remember, we have to take that time. So I'll definitely be thinking about Janik tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I can guarantee a hundred percent of the, uh, the SAR community will as well. So 
yeah, have a uh, have a good day tomorrow and and for all the the fellows that are were able to make it out unfortunately i was unable to uh, we tried from 435 as well yeah. but uh yeah i'll be thinking yeah. about you guys and i'll be thinking about uh Janik, so yeah rescue well th- yeah rescue thanks a lot dylan thanks for uh thanks for having me uh, on the show today and to talk about it and thanks for your support and um yeah we'll see you around rescue brother rescue